taxpayer funded lobby. Um, it, it's one of the things that we are just strongly against. And you have to wonder, you vote on, you know, state senators and state representatives to represent you, it, you know, in in Nashville. And this idea that your tax dollars are going to, you know, private lobbyists to basically work for, you know, public universities, city and county governments, utilities, and sometimes work against their constituents. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, Tennessee's largest conservative news alternative. Today, we're joined by Mark Cunningham, who is the vice president of communications and outreach for Beacon Center of Tennessee, an organization that works to empower Tennesseans to reclaim and protect their freedoms so that they can pursue their version of the American dream. Mark is here to discuss the Beacon Center's most recent release of the Pork Report, which I'm sure rhinos just love this report when it comes out every single year. They probably just can't wait for it. And it outlines the massive amounts of wasteful spending, much of which has been enacted uh, under the conservative, if you're listening to the podcast, that's massive air quotes with Goliath fingers, leadership of the Republican Party. Let's get right into it, Mark. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. This is my first interview. I'm always excited to talk to you, Brandon. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. And thank you, you know, for covering this and what the Tennessee Conservative is doing by, you know, making sure that you're, you know, holding elected officials accountable. Well, thank you. Uh, this is the copy of it. Yeah, I've got the embargo copy. I'm not sharing this with you. Uh, I've had this for at least five months. I mean, it's, uh, it's the long embargo. I'm just need some updates. Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of knew what was going to be in it when it came out. And uh, there, there's some surprises, but but a lot of uh, old favorites in here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origins of the Pork Report, how it came about, uh, and what you hope to accomplish by issuing it. Yes, this is our 17th year doing this. So so it takes a lot of time. And I think that, I mean, you've seen this as somebody who produces news, but you know, a lot of people are busy with their nine to five lives. They don't have a chance to see every small thing government's doing. They don't see how government's, you know, maybe taking advantage of them or what they're spending money on. So this is kind of a, a report that we try to make, you know, a little bit funny, a little bit biting, but a chance for taxpayers to see really where their money's going. Because nobody's looking at, you know, comptroller's reports. They're not looking at the news every single night. So a lot of this is missed. And, you know, somebody in Chattanooga might know about something that somebody in Nashville doesn't know about because ultimately the state and these localities are spending your money and it's really just important for us to shine a light on that and kind of do it in a fun way and having you know great media outlets like yourself covering these things makes it so that you know people can see where their money's going and hold their politicians accountable so it really is just to kind of shine light on some of these things that people who are working you know 40 50 60 hours a week might not get a chance to see well, let's talk about some of the things we're going to eventually get into the three grand divisions, but let's just start with kind of a statewide umbrella. Uh, what are some of your favorite wasteful, dastardly spending uh, projects that uh, our our government has been uh, been in the middle of this year? Well, the one thing we always have issues with at Beacon, and, and it's really important to us, are no bid contracts. No bid contracts are problematic for a number of reasons. And you know, as you know, people who are free market people, we always believe in competition. So when the government signs no bid contracts with tax dollars, you're not allowing competition. You're not allowing to get multiple bids to see what's happening. So what happened was the state of T Tennessee signed into a contract with a contact um, agency, basically trying to you know, when COVID was happening, seeing where you know, people were um, 
gosh, sorry, but no, where, where people were the, the contact tracing saying, okay, well, this guy had COVID, he went over here, and then this person did that. And, and ultimately, when you're talking about $65 million that our government spent on a company who has never done contract tracing before, they've never done it, they've never done contact tracing in any way. They just said, hey, you know, here's $65 million to do this. And ultimately, this company had a lot of legal issues that were related to, I think, student loans. And um, so this deal was done. It was a bad deal for taxpayers, but it's always going to be a bad deal when you don't have competitions. So the idea that our state government, we should be making no bid contracts illegal. They, sh they have no place in government because ultimately it's our money. It's not their money. So them coming with this huge contract, $65 million is a lot of money. And it's not even, you know, taxpayers had no say in it. And even the government officials who we, you know, we sent to, to Nashville to do this, they had no comp competing bids. They didn't allow one. So I think that this whole idea is really against the idea of capitalism and competition that we so strongly believe in to have one contract. And, you know, at that point, it's who you know in government, not what you're offering. Well, we had they also so we also did, uh, did some no bid contract uh, contracts uh, in your pork report that mentions about the mask manufacturers. Yep. So I'm just looking here, looking back in the looking glass. It's bad enough that we did did this through a no bid contract. But we now know that and they've done multiple studies. The mask wearing didn't do much, if anything, it was a complete waste of money. Contract uh, contact tracing. I don't know that it saved a single. So I put it this way. We can point to a lot of detriments from this spending, but we can't point to any clear positives. And whenever you do a project and, and the detriments are absolutely positively known, like shutting down a large portions of our Tennessee economy, which the governor and the legislature did. But then like the, the benefits are like in the ether. They're just like, well, maybe we did this. Can you point to some benefits? No, we really can't. But here's the damage. And to have done it in this fashion uh, is not very good. What else at the state level do you think you want to talk about? Well, let me say one more thing about that, too. I think the guise of an emergency is how they get that through. And that's when you ask, you know, say Governor Lee or what, why they did the mask. And he says, well, because it was an emergency time, we didn't have time for no big contract. And I think that's something, you know, and I'm not I'm actually not going to fault Governor Lee's intentions on that. But the whole idea is that when you talk about an emergency, that's just an excuse to do this no big contract. Really, you need to have something in place saying it doesn't matter what the situation is. There should never be no bid contracts for anything in government. No, I mean, it, and how long would it have taken? And could, oh, yeah, could yeah, state resources not uh, yeah. have done it? I mean, I put it this way: when you when you dangle government money outside, governor, when you put government money out to bid, it, it everybody knows, right? Like free government money attracts a lot of people, and it, <laughs> it motivates does. them to do things quickly. And so I don't think we would have had a problem with that, uh, to be honest. Uh, what are some of the other things? I know that uh, one thing you cover in the pork report, which we've covered uh, exhaustively here, is the uh, the corporate welfare for millionaires and billionaires, in particular, uh, the NFL uh, stadium in Nashville for for woke people that kneel for our national anthem, which Republicans really like. And you even did some polling data on what people thought about that project. Share a little bit about what the pork report uh, reveals. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, speaking a little bit to that polling data. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I would, I would point that your your backyard was on there too, that the Chattanooga lookouts were a part of that because of the local deal that they got for, from Chattanooga and Hamilton County, which is giving millions of, of tax dollars and incentives for this new stadium when they can't even fill up half their current stadium, which is insane. So, I mean, yeah, this is th this whole idea that the government's one of their core responsibilities is building billionaire stadiums. I, that just doesn't really sit well with me. And it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And this is, you know, I think we talk about 
these partisan issues. This is one that should not be partisan. It's is this a core goal of government is to fund stadiums? I think anybody, no matter where you stand, I mean, you have socialists who even understand the answer is no to this. So, but you obviously have this middle ground group who, you know, for some reason feel the need to fund this. And and again, it's when we talk about corporate welfare, it's what are you getting in return? Is there, you know, you, you just don't know what the incentive for this is. And the Titan Stadium was really problematic. And like you said, we did a statewide poll and only 22% of people across the state approved of state tax dollars going towards this. And we worded the question as fairly as possible because we wanted to get a, a real answer. It was actually originally for internal polling. We only released that because it was such a strong number. And when you talk about places like East Tennessee, if you're in Knoxville or Chattanooga or Jackson in West Tennessee, you're not going to go to a Titans game. How are you responsible, your tax dollars responsible for putting money in a billionaire's pocket so that they can make even more on, on tax dollars? Well, I mean, they, I mean, the, they really, I mean, they, I don't see how legislators go up there and then go back to their district when they know that this is so wildly unpopular. And what it all boils down to is is the PAC money uh, through the greased hands of the lobbyists that end up in their campaign account because they're too lazy to raise money in their home districts. Uh, it, it's really the only person that gets any money out of all this stuff uh, ends up being the campaign accounts of GOP leadership and, and those that vote for it uh, mainly. There's no place left to run, no place left to hide. We are Tennessee's only staunchly conservative news publication that is 100% focused on the volunteer state. People say, why don't we have more conservative news outlets? Because many conservatives are freeloaders. <laughs> it is the truth. Oh, we harumph and harumph and say that we want to uh, help conservative values, but if a dollar has to come out of our pocket, and if we have to do anything other than post on uh on Facebook to vent our spleen. We will do no more. That is why so often corporate uh, funded left-leaning uh, left Republicans beat out conservatives because people don't come off their pocketbook, and that is the God's honest truth. Please do help us. Send your checks to the Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. I appreciate it greatly. Or go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash Support, and when you do, drum roll, please. I don't know if you can hear that. Drum roll, please. You will get one of these proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers, a Don't California, my Tennessee bumper sticker, which is popular with 95% of Californians that move here, and the other 5% it is very unpopular with. And to those I apologize, I mean no disrespect. We have this directory of your state and local officials so you can call them as they try to uh, bargain away your constitutional rights for PAC dollars and let more foreign labor in or just waste it. If you give, as so many have, $50 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler that you can use during the holiday season to drink your spiced and spiked cider out of uh, your eggnog in uh, other yuletide and festive drinks out of this puppy right here, and you can annoy your liberal friends and relatives as they come over for Thanksgiving and New Year's. By having this uh, and inside, tucked inside it, or somewhere within the box, you'll also get this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. And you know what you can do? You can put the drinks uh, that people will be drinking at your house for your liberal uh, relatives inside this koozie and hand it to them and say, you must either drink a cold drink or carry this around uh, saying something that you are not. And hopefully that will not cause a family feud. But if it does, it will be worth it. Who needs those liberal relatives anyway? Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support 
And do help us out, please, or mail your checks to Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404, here in the heart of Chattanooga's ghetto. What else at the state uh, level do you want to talk about quickly before we go into the grand divisions? Yeah, I mean, I think the last one that, that's really worth talking about is, I mean, something that we've, you know, been been focusing on a lot lately, and we kind of, this is the first time it's been our pork report, but taxpayer-funded lobby. Um, it, it's one of the things that we are just strongly against. And you have to wonder, you vote on, you know, state senators and state representatives to represent you, it, you know, in in Nashville. And this idea that your tax dollars are going to, you know, private lobbyists to basically work for, you know, public universities, city and county governments, utilities, and sometimes work against their constituents with things like short-term housing and things like that. It's it's really, really frustrating. And most people have no idea that their tax dollars are going to pay for lobbyists who, in a lot of instances, lobby against their best interests. So it really is something that I can't understand how anybody would be for paying private lobbyists in order to lobby a lot of times against your interests when that's the whole reason for electing officials. That is why you vote for state senators and state representatives and the governor is because you hope they represent your best interests. Hiring lobbyists for special interests, that really is shocking to people that we're using tax dollars for that. Well, and it's either they hire private lobbyists or they have government uh, employees that are on the government dime that essentially act as lobbyists, even though they call themselves liaison. We had, you know, issues with Lee's watered down, not really constitutional carry bill, uh, and it was lobbied uh, against by, I think, the Sheriff's Association and the TBI. I mean, it, what it is not your responsibility uh, as a bureaucrat uh, to get involved in the lawmaking. Your your job is to uh, enforce the laws or to follow the codes or to try to give a benefit. And uh, the probably one of the worst ones that we have in the state are all the educational lobbies uh, because our, our public school systems are so in what situation in real life could a organization that can only deliver results a third of the time? come back for more and more money time and time again and to do it at the taxpayer's expense and to turn people out functionally illiterate and unmarketable after 13 years and be lauded as some kind of fantastic social experiment. It is quite uh, interesting. Uh, let's move on and talk a little bit uh, about some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, what did you find as you looked for pork and other things? Uh, let's start out uh, in, in the most uh, responsible section of the state and that is Memphis and West Tennessee. Yeah, responsible is a strong word for that. But uh, it's interesting that the the number one thing we found when, when I talk about the I think the instance that was the most egregious, it actually wasn't in Memphis this year, which it, it happens to be a lot of times in West Tennessee. But it's an interesting situation in Dresden. It's a small West Tennessee town and they needed a new city hall because a tornado knocked theirs down, which, you know, of course, that makes sense. That's a role of government to build a city hall. But how they went about it was absolutely insane. The mayor paid this this firm to do a set of drawings for, for like putting this their new city hall on land. The problem was they didn't own the land. So he paid $80,000 to, to do architecture, to do this whole thing for a building on land they didn't own. So a city alderman asked him why money spent for a building that could not be built was a good use of money. And the mayor said, that's a good question. So he just randomly spent $80,000 they can never get back on this building that for property they didn't own. I have no idea what the process was. The city, the city council had no idea. The alderman had no idea. And this is just an idea where if it's not their money, it, like they would never do that if it was their money, but because it's taxpayer money, they somehow feel the, the need to ignore just basic common sense that anybody 
who is not, you know, a complete moron, for lack of a better word, would do. It, it really is insulting. And the fact that he hasn't taken responsibility for it and just kind of said, oh, okay, it, it happens. They're going to do the very same thing again once they actually buy land now. So they're going to repeat this process. So they basically put $80,000 and lit it on fire in Dresden. Well, it's the old saying, if, when you don't pay, you don't pay attention. And uh, when you're using other people's money, uh, you make completely different decisions. Let's move on to the uh, middle division. How are we setting money aflame over there? Yeah, well, I think you know that Nashville has a has a real history of setting the flame. Um, the one that I think is kind of the most shocking is they paid $1.2 million for homeless pots. So there's this area in Nashville, you know, it's, it's overrun with homeless people. They have violence, drugs, a lot of overdoses. And, and the city decided to get $1.2 million. They, they did that through taxpayer-funded emergency pallet pods through some of the COVID spending. We already know that a lot of the COVID spending is, is very questionable at best. But they did that through there. And the most the craziest part is they never used them. They never even used $1.2 million worth of homeless funds while all these things are going on. So they paid for them. They got federal tax dollars to do it and they didn't use them. And when asked about it, they said, well, it was only for you know emergency use during COVID and the state has not authorized their use for other purposes. But it's clear they don't care about what the state does. They've spent a bunch of money on stuff the state hasn't authorized. And when asked, there's no actual evidence they asked the state for anything so really these homeless pods that were meant to help homeless people are just sitting in storage they haven't been used and we still got a 1.2 million dollar uh bill for it does not surprise me uh we have enabled i don't even know most of these folks aren't homeless they're urban campers who like recreational drug use i'm a uh i'm a woodsy camper like i love to camp <laughs> and i love to drink i love to camp and drink and drink and camp i love it i do it like all summer long some people like to drink and camp in the city uh, but I don't think they should be littering up uh, and breaking laws like panhandling and uh, trespassing and vagrancy. Uh, but we have liberal mayors like Tim Kelly in Chattanooga and those that are in Nashville. And uh, they'll they'll com continue to let this mess go on uh, to the detriment of the taxpayer until they push back, which there doesn't seem to be much of it. Let's uh, now go to East Tennessee, my favorite division, my favorite division. I am biased because I live here. Uh, I might add, uh, are we clear over here, Mark? We probably don't do anything like that in East Tennessee. Oh, no, you're perfect. You're, you're the greatest. You're the greatest side. But no, unfortunately, there is still some issues in East Tennessee. A lot of weird stuff in kind of the tri-cities with pickleball courts and spending a bunch of money on like a million dollars on pickleball courts. And Johnson City spent all this money on, on soccer fields with the idea of an economic investment. They want to bring all these tournaments here. And it's the same idea of like, if you build it, they will come. That's the entire West Tennessee mega site for 18 years when it sat with nothing on it. So it's just insane. But the Knoxville example, I think is the worst because it really emphasizes some of the issues that we have with, you know, places where they don't understand the role of government. They actually sued to say that Hulu and Netflix owed them money to pay franchise fees because they were losing out on so much money from the monopoly that was, you know, cable television. And they, they got a lot of money from that. But as people are cutting the cord, they're losing money in their budget. So they said, you know what, Netflix and Hulu owes us money because we're losing out on all this, uh, all this revenue from the cable networks. And they, they actually went, we, this went to print about three weeks ago. So we said, it's one of two things, either the, the Supreme Court of Tennessee is going to say, yes, you're right. And you're going to force, you know, Netflix and Hulu to raise rates in order to pay that. Or they're going to say you're wrong and you just wasted a ton of time and taxpayer money to do the lawsuit. It turned out the Supreme Court just came out with the decision. They said you're wrong. They do not have to pay you anything. So unfortunately, the city of Knoxville basically just wasted a bunch of tax dollars and time of elected officials in order to sue 
the state for something that, again, anybody with common sense should say, guess what? I mean, it was a monopoly before. This should not be a source of revenue. You can't sue private in companies and say, oh, you owe us money because we lost money on this other thing. It, it's just, it's this idea that government has the power of that is really, really frustrating. And the city of Knoxville should be actually ashamed for filing a lawsuit like that. Well, if we've learned anything over the last two years, it's that our constitutional rights uh, are rarely defended, not even, not in the courts, not in the legislature, not from the governor. Uh, and a lot of stuff has to the, the, the awful thing in that that lawsuit situation with with Netflix and Hulu and Knoxville. It's similar to all of the uh, catastrophes that we endured during covid. Uh, and that is this. It's like all the injustices roll on for about 18 months before you can get any relief. When it finally gets to a court that's high enough, apparently, to just read a couple of words of the state or the federal constitution and say, no, you can't do this. And I don't know how many morons they have to go through in the judiciary before they get to that. Uh, but apparently it is a lot often. So, guys, uh, I hope you have enjoyed this interview with Mark. Uh, this is a pork report. If you want if they want to get this puppy, if they want to put it in their hot little hands, how would they go get this? And then also, how would they find out more about the Beacon Center and what you do? Absolutely. So it's beaconTN.org uh, slash pork2022. It'll be right on our front page. It's going to beaconTN.org. It will be everywhere. Um, again, we appreciate publications like you covering this, but um, yeah, the Beacon Center is, I mean, we, we are somebody, we care about individual rights. We care a lot about, you know, free markets and making sure people have the ability to live their American dream, whatever that is, without government interference. So it, it's important that you look at this. And again, Hold your hold your politicians accountable. Hold people that that do this accountable. That is the reason for this report. So if you see something that you don't like and say, "Well, my my local person, you know, did this or that," I mean, talk to them and say because part of this is not just oh, you know, we're trying to embarrass them. We are a little bit, but it's more to embarrass them so they don't do this again in the future. It's not just looking back and saying, "Hopefully, you made this mistake, you got called out for it." In the future, make better decisions with taxpayer money. So hopefully, everybody, all your listeners and, and everyone who goes to your website will see that and, and you know take take this report seriously. Well, uh, I would recommend that you go get this pork report, guys, uh, and then pick out the parts that you think are just completely ridiculous. See how your lawmaker voted on them and then contact them and say, why in the world are we doing this? Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, I'll tell you an interesting story uh, about something pork related when we get off the interview here, Mark. I think okay. that you will like it. Uh, once again, it's a beacontn.org. It'll be on the front page. You can go there. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. All right, guys, if you like this interview and if you would like to hear others like it uh, from Tennessee's only conservative news publication, 100 percent focused on the volunteer state, please to go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and search for Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis signing off.